You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launching into your ears on the 13th of October 2019 in a rocket. You are being pursued by a child with a box. Shall I snap its neck? Uh, That won't be necessary. Who is it? The Campbells didn't mention other visitors. It will have seen Madame Vastra and latched on. That is what children do. I've often had to beat away hordes of them as I walk down the street. When will the government eradicate these pests? Well, no more so than any of you. His name is Karnaki. He claims to be an expert in ghosts. Yeah, well, let him look elsewhere then. We found this one. Coming up in this podcast, we delve behind the scenes of Torchwood Smashed. We click on your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, open them, and then read them out with utter delight. Oh. Hopefully. It's Octom Baker. <laughs> Hashtag Octom Baker. Of course yeah. it is. Octombobombaker. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we take the opportunity to listen to what the fourth doctor has been saying to us recently. Tom Baker in his own words. <laughs> well, we offer you 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish audio drama release. And we drama tease you with the first 15 minutes of the Paternoster Gang Heritage 2 Arsenal 1 as we rejoin those plucky friends of the Doctor in their Victorian London battles with the downright otherworldly... Q, Nick and Benji... I'm Nick. He's Benji. Oh, hold on. No, it's, it's the other way around, isn't it? That's right. Well, you decide. It's something like that, isn't it? It's, uh, something so, like sort, of, sort of people with names, really. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in the employ of Big Finish Productions. Yes, we took their shilling in return for the privilege of producing the finest audio drama and audiobooks known to amoeboids and gachularians everywhere. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, Blake 7. I mean, I could go on. I will! The Avengers, Space 1999, The Omega Factor, Survivors, The Prisoner, Adam Adamant Lives. That's coming up. Yes, Benji's going to be starting work on that on Monday. Plus, Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Phantom of the Opera, The Time Machine, Dorian Gray. So much lovely stuff to tingle your ear things. And as we mentioned, this month sees us celebrating our work with Tom Baker, the fourth incarnation of The Doctor. So if you go to bigfinish.com, you'll see that we're running a 40% discount on selected Tom Baker releases. Crazy, right? All you have to do is uh, to buy them from bigfinish.com uh, is go to the checkout and simply apply the code Baker. So that's all one word. So that's Oc as in O-C and then Tom Baker, all capitals. Whack that in there and there's a 40% discount available on over 40 Tom Baker releases. Mega. Cool. Yeah, and you know, if you just go to the, on the top slider of the homepage at the Big Finish site, there's there's a news story about it. Just click that and you get the details of the 40-odd releases uh, on offer. It's from um, Destination Nerva to The Thief That Stole Time. Benji, let's have a quick chat about Tom Baker. Yes, who is he? <laughs> who on earth is Tom Baker? When was the first time you met him? Oh, I met him with you, actually, although his reputation oh, his reputation um, locally uh, is one of absolute legend because I felt like I was the only person that hadn't met Tom Baker because everybody <laughs> said, I've bumped into Tom Baker or here's a photo of me and Tom Baker. I saw him in the street. My own mother um, was in a... She was in a waiting room and Tom Baker was sat in there reading... And he just... You know what he's like because he's so sort of confident 
about the fact that he's got one of the world's greatest voices. <laughs> but he's just sitting there reading this book, turns to the person next to him, whether or not he was with them or not. I assume he was. And just said, yeah, listen to this. And he started just reading it out. Uh, <laughs> listen to this passage here. And she just said that it was just the most amazing thing to just be stuck in a room with Tom Baker just randomly reading wonderfully some eloquent sort of language. But no, the first time I met him was with you, Nick, when we went to... Um, we went to look at some studios and we so didn't. yeah we had a great old time didn't we I, I can i can honestly say i heard tom baker before i saw him there's <laughs> an echoing laugh uh throughout yeah. the station uh but no absolute one of those chaps um you know as everybody says you know you, he always gives you the time and you go away feeling that you you've you've got a memory with tom baker you know, it's not just yeah. you've not just met some guy who said, "Oh yes, nice to meet you." Right, uh, who's for lunch? You know, he's he's very much uh, definitely a, a huge personality. I mean, now you know, reversing the the conversation, Nick. When was the first time you met Tom Baker? Oh, well, I met Tom Baker for the first time, which he's not aware of. In a uh, there used to be a chain of news agents called Sperrings. It's a good name, Sperring. <laughs> And uh, in 1977, eight, I don't know, six, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Tom was doing a publicity tour with Sperrings. And he was Fair appearing enough. in Sperrings. And I've had this confirmed from other fans who met him in Sperrings in other locations. And I went to Sperrings. I'm going to just keep saying Sperrings. Sperrings. S P E R R I N G S in Southampton. And uh, which was the nearest city to me. I lived in the New Forest and um, up a tree uh, and uh, and queued up to get my autograph. Uh, not my autograph, his or my, you know, my book signs <laughs> with his autograph. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it was the Seeds of Doom book I, I had signed. I could be wrong, could be making that up. Uh, his signature hasn't changed since then. Um, so I just said hello to him, really. And I had a photograph, unbeknownst to him, taken with me standing behind him. But it was a friend of mine who had his own camera and developed his own photos. And the photo, uh, it, was, it was so terrible, it's so blurred, you can't really see it's me. Oh, that's annoying. That's really In fact, it looks classic. more like my friend who took the photo. <laughs> and people say, well, that's, um, that's Nick Layton, isn't it? And I say, well, I know it looks like him, but he took the photo. I didn't take the photo, so it must be me, you know. Unless there were I'm two just... photos taken and you just forget. The memory can cheat. And John Nathan Turner knows all about that. Right, that's memory true. cheats. <laughs> well, so that was the first time I met him. And I think, I can't remember when I... I think it must have been when we did the Myth Makers. But again, I don't think Tom remembers doing the Myth Makers. We did it at the location for um, the Android Invasion. Nice one to do. First of, first of two visits I had to that location, because I went back there years and years later with Ed Stradling, who did extras for the um, Doctor Who DVDs, to film um, a thing about, you know, for for the Android Invasion, with me walking along through... I was going to say through bushes, along paths and things, saying, and the interesting thing about Philip Hinchcliffe was that, you know, that sort of stuff. That sort of classic defeat no water at you. the I had castle. to and learn it as well, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, and so, and then the next time I met him was when David Richardson and I went to go and have uh, lunch with him at his house to uh, talk about him doing Big Finish. That must have been quite a nerve-wracking day. 
you know, to it go. I mean, really. depending on the depending on the the conditions, you know, if he'd already provisionally agreed to it, then it probably would have been a fine day. But you know, you're still going there, and Tom Baker's sort of an intimidating. Uh, when you think of, you know, he's a larger than life character. So mm. you know, to to go there and have that, you know, we're big finish. We'd love you to do it. You know, I'd, yes, I'd, it's sort of provisionally agreed, but the first thing he said, well, I think we should meet now. And yeah, and uh, but we needn't have worried because he was absolutely delightful. But I remember saying to David, you know, we're coming here to be entertained by Tom Baker, and we must remind ourselves that he he should do all the talking. Which and is we fine. Should just, we should just nod and say yes, which is largely what we did. Yeah. And 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 we did. He was extremely amusing. We laughed a lot. And Tom always said, "You know, you laughed at my jokes, and I'm very vulnerable when people laugh at my jokes." Oh, bless him! <laughs> well, he's, uh, he is a lovely man. A lovely man. He is. I mean, he is a, a genuine one-off, isn't he? And I, that time when he met you, I absolutely adored him. That's one of his favourite words. Adored for the fact that he he made that so special for you that he waited on the other side of the this little country station can't remember the name of the station what was it oh where was it was, was it Tum, was it Tunbridge Wells no it wasn't was it? Tunbridge no, Wells no it wasn't no. it was um it was a very small station might have been battle or something or uh mm. no it had a peculiar little name Wibblesfield anyway, <laughs> widdly wobbly woo are oh, was, was it Wibblesfield on the hay hay no I know um, who knows and, and as we were going across the very old-fashioned bridge, and, and yeah, we could—he was—he'd made sure he was standing there waiting for the train, and he was just laughing. All we could hear was <laughs> echoing across this empty little station. It was a beautiful day, wasn't it? Was it? it was really, really hot, really wasn't it? And he was just so delightful. And I said, "This is Benji." And he was like, "Hello, Benji." Yeah, he was just. It just and he just cracking gags all the time and just being bonkers, wasn't he? And just sort of milling around the studio uh, yeah. grounds, playing with dogs, and just it was just it was a lo- lovely memory, you know. And and that's enough, you know. I, I, I can happily say if I never saw Tom Baker again, um, that memory is just you know absolutely superb, absolutely superb. But he's brilliant, a, isn't it? It's so wonderful to know that uh, he's still doing big finish and he's rocking and, and enjoying it as well. It's yeah, yeah, I've got another one recording on Monday with him, and and the following Monday as well. I've got quite a lot coming up for the rest of this year. Very, some very exciting ones we haven't announced yet. But I think the other thing I would say is that when I've talked to to different actors, big finish, either the delight of the anticipation of them a wanting to do a Doctor Who with Tom Baker, and mm. delight when they talk about their experience having done one uh, with him. I think it's just so lovely because it's always that same, oh, with Tom Baker and we talked about this and it was so, you know, everybody always goes away feeling really happy and positive and I think that's a wonderful quality that he has. Yeah, they feel they've met a legend. And, yeah, a legend he certainly is. So moving on from that, remember, you can yes. get your 40% discount. Uh, time now to catch up with the latest reviews. This week, as promised, we're talking about Dorian Gray, The Lost Confessions, The Diary of River Song, and Doctor Who Short Trips. First up, Dorian Gray, The Lost Confessions. There once was a man who sold his soul in a desperate, naive bid to stay ever young. A good friend then published his story. 
His name became notorious, and his reputation preceded him wherever he went. Dorian Gray, immortal, amoral, and as far as most people were concerned, entirely fictional. On account of that infamous novel, he remained hidden in plain sight, surviving decade after decade after decade. He lived out the 19th century and the 20th, although not having a soul. He was never entirely sure you could call it living. That man explored everything that this world had to offer, every country, every pleasure, every person. But he also discovered things that no man ought to witness, no mortal man at least. You may have heard some of his stories, the confessions of Dorian Gray, but a great many more have long since been forgotten. Big Finish. We love stories. On the Twitter sphere, at Cam1971B says, I just finished Dorian Gray, The Lost Confessions by Scott Harrison. Hashtag fantastic. Um, at Vilalva, who's um, Alex Vlahos, of course, was amazing. Uh, amazing, I was going to say, amazing, amazing as, as usual. At Scott Hancock, who directed it, at Big Finish. Lots of love there. Next up, The Diary of River Song, Series 6. Oh, hello. Sorry to startle you. I've been assigned to Totters Lane, temporarily. WPC Pond. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Diary of River Song, Series 6. Call me River. Really? An unusual name. Almost Romany. Nah, well, that's what we call aerobics. <laughs> Ooh, that was fun, Miss Song. What sort of gun is that? A very good one. But sadly, it won't hold them back forever. So what do we do? We haven't got time for this. Silence! She's trying to save you. She's space animal welfare. I said silence! Sir! Sir, they're ready this way! Get back! Open fire! Ah! Did somebody call for the cavalry? Professor Song. Seize her! She must not escape! Henry? Miss Song, are you following me? Mr. Jiggle and... River Song. Charm. You get here earlier and earlier, Chang. Well... You know what I always say? If in doubt, shoot it! Big finish. We love stories. The audience is crying out. Please hear their stark entreaty. I'm listening. It's flattering, but nothing doing, sweetie. I cannot wait. I have to go. Goodbye and au revoir! Who review.wordpress? Who's got a, a zero rather than an O in it? Very, yeah, very good. Uh, giving some great development to River, bringing back some much-loved characters and foes, and with some delightful surprises. The Diary of River Song, Volume 6, is another fantastic release in a range that is constantly right at the top of Big Finish's output. It is Roll On, Volume 7. Bit uncomfortable, rolling on Volume 7. Ow! Very prickly. And now, uh, Doctor Who Short Trips Battle Scars. There was a tall blue box in the garden, lit from within, with a blinking light on top. The blinking stopped, a door opened, and a man emerged. He staggered out, collapsed on the ground, and lay there, unmoving. We're to set sail on the Titanic for America. Enjoy a holiday there, then return in a month's time. Why me? 
he said, nearly shouting. Why should it always be me that has to play God? Big finish. We love stories. Well, blogtohu.com says Nicholas Briggs is on performance duties and does an excellent job. Thrillingly, Briggs's Night Doctor performance demonstrates that he is not just a monster voice uh, artist, but a skilled actor capable of creating enough variation in his vocal range to tell a riveting story. Further supplementing the words of Ulug and the voice of Briggs is some excellent accompanying music by Richard Fox. The final result is a terrific short trip. TheDigitalFix.com says Nicholas Briggs, ooh, that's me, uh, captures the drama of the piece well and Selim Ulug's prose is strongly written, capturing the rebirth of the Doctor and delivering a nuanced story of the trauma of war and the Doctor's struggle to reacclimatize. An essential little tale for anyone curious about the Ninth Doctor's life before he met Rose. MassMovement.co.uk says This is a cracking story that might yet prove to be the crown jewel of the ninth series of short trips. Mm. Unless you have a heart of stone, and frankly, even if you do, you're going to want to pick up this story and hear how the Night Doctor was set fair on the road to his destiny of recovery after the ultimate trauma of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, who review.wordpress.com says uh, a fantastic debut short trip for the ninth doctor full of emotion and engaging characterization thoroughly recommended 10 out of 10 tomhausen 1218 good year battle says uh, <laughs> battle scars from big finish by selim pens is a lovely moral story and the setting of post-time warm ninth doctor before rose works brilliantly the expansion on the Daniels family is marvellous. And Briggs Nicholas, Nicholas Briggs, is exceptional at bringing this story to life. Oh, by the way, I should say, I'd had a lot of fun reading it. It was, well, fun is possibly the wrong word. It was just really uh, exhilarating. And, um, yeah, yeah. And me doing my cook and cheese grommet. At Krilenku on Twitter says the ninth Doctor short trip battle scars is an utterly enthralling tale. Love it when Big Finish expands on these forgotten corners of the new series. More like this, please. And finally, Doctor Who short trips hashtag Harry Sullivan. I had a perfect lock onto the Brigadier's signal, he said. One of you must have messed with the controls. So come on, Harry, own up. It's a press freighter. Sarah told Harry in a low voice. These people are all journalists. Harry laughed. Sounds like the feed line for a joke. What do you call a freighter full of journalists? But the co-pilot, whose name was Yammeron, turned to the doctor and said, What's a Xeno field? The doctor pointed at the monitors. It's one of those. It's childishly simple, really. It stretches space around any ship that enters it, so you can only ever get halfway towards your destination and then half of the distance that's left and half of that distance and so on. You keep getting closer, but never arrive. Big finish. We love stories. I'm very very proud of that title because I think it was my idea to call it that. 
I hope I'm not getting that wrong, but I seem to remember picking that out of the story and saying, surely we should call it that. DoctorWhoWatch.com says, I hope we get more stories featuring the character, although that might be difficult. Even with just purely narrated stories, it would be difficult as the character was only around for season 12, and those stories only allow for the smallest of gaps at best, but it's nice for the character to make an appearance at least, especially in a story this enjoyable. He's talking about Harry Sullivan, of course, one of my favourite Doctor Who characters. Even though he is imbecile. <laughs> uh, David Puckridge uh, says, Hashtag Harry Sullivan by Eddie Robson is a real delight. Brevity is the soul of wit. And strangely, for a contemporary idea, it feels like the 1975 TARDIS team are the only ones for it. At Big Finish. Mm, very nice. Um, yeah. We should, we've got to find a way to do more Harry Sullivan, I think. Anyway, at Justin B. Quinnick <laughs> says, hashtag Harry Sullivan, Eddie Robson is my favourite short trip of the year so far. We got it trending, by the way, hashtag Harry Sullivan. Well, that's, the, that's that? the beautiful thing. Is it markets itself. <laughs> <laughs> and also getting people to write you in as Harry Sullivan is a, and then getting autocorrect to suggest what was next. So I, so I try it now. So I try yeah, it now. yeah. Let's have a look. It's, there were some great ones. There was things like Harry Sullivan is a small island in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I, I got quite a few and I can't remember them now. Uh, well, at, my my, my phone says Harry Sullivan is the best thing to do it for. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that means wow well oh, it's true uh, at Louise Jameson's narration was wonderful too she's an exceptional actor and really brought a lot of spark and character to what is very visually imagined a very visually imaginative script uh, it was my comment about Louise by the way Harvey Who 3 says hashtag Harry Sullivan was excellent I highly recommend it for any fans of the man himself or the Big Finish Short Chips range a really fun listen thank you at Eddie Robson um, for writing this script and Lou Jameson uh, does it justice in her wonderful narration just say great script don't, you should say that what did I what did I say you just said script oh, I d- oh, Eddie we, don't worry we've we've gosh, reinstated I the great apologize script. I do apologize uh, Axe Max Coweth says just finished hashtag Harry Sullivan by at Eddie Robson superb story poking stalwart Harry poking Harry against modern <laughs> media <laughs> delightfully performed by at Louise Lou Jameson highly recommended half hour adventure harry sullivan's half hour hancock's half hour uh, at bolly 89 uh, well the hashtag harry sullivan uh, short trips at big finish story was flipping adorable and there's a little emoji heart eyes face oh. there i have missed my t- team tardis oh nice more reviews next week as we tackle our september releases Time now to go behind the scenes with Torchwood Smashed. Hello, my name's Scott Hancock. I am the director of Torchwood Smashed, and I am joined today by... James Goss. I wrote it. Sorry. <laughs> Eve Miles. I play Gwen Cooper. Omar Austin. I play Martin Sandu. You know, the thing is, the thing is, you know when life is simple and it has a start, a middle... a middle bit, and you know when it ends. Right, tonight though, tonight, 
Tonight has been... Welcome, everybody. We've had a fun day, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've got a little bit giddy. And a little bit gassy. <laughs> yes, you've been very method with your drinking. Not alcohol, <laughs> but just... Ginger beer! As, as it should be. Um, <laughs> Omar... Yeah. As a newcomer to Big Finish, yeah. how have you found the experience? We're sorry. Uh, no, I've, I've loved every, I've loved this whole day, man. I think it's been, um, it's been something that I will remember for like. <laughs> we'll try for, to forget. No, for like, but... no, for a very long time, I've had like um, a very good experience. I thought I'd like, I thought like last night thinking about the script and looking at the script, I was, I was a bit worried about what I'd expect, but like I've come in and it's been amazing off the go, like just meeting. Uh, Eve and Helen earlier uh, and Dick earlier, do you know what I mean? Eve, you were very excited about the other actors coming in today. Especially Helen. Yes. Oh, Helen Griffin is um, up there. Oh, she's a, a god to me. I think she is one of the best actresses um, that not only Wales has produced, but the UK has produced. And she's an incredible writer also. Mm. She's um, an actress that I've watched for many years growing up and admired. And uh, I've also got to work with her in a, a series I'm doing <clears throat> very briefly. But, um, yeah, I've, I want to work more and more and more with her. She's, um, she's incredible. If you want to keep the change at bay, start drinking. How long can you hold out, Gwen? Yeah, well, let me tell you. I've tried, OK? I have tried. I've held it off for as long as possible, but now... No! No! Where did the idea for Smash come from? From Eve. Oh, uh, blame her again. No, no, first time she came in, she said, I want to do one where I'm really, really drunk. It was fun today doing it with my ginger beer. It's quite fun to, I mean, you, you cut loose quite early on. You, you get yeah. to go quite big with it. Yeah, it's, um, I was saying earlier that it was, it's, uh, this has been such an enjoyable script for me to do because... Gwen is such a, a three-dimensional character. She's a bit of everything, you know. She's your mum, she's your superhero, she's your heart, she's, you know, sometimes the villain. She's she's kind of... But, but we've yet to hear her smashed. And I think, you know, she's a Welsh girl. She's a Welsh girl and she raises a family and she saves the world. I'd be smashed if I was her a lot of the time. But this in this story, she's not intentionally wanting to be smashed. She's needing to be drunk. Um, because of the story and the plot. Because there's no choice left. So we're drinking, right? Mm. Is all we got. And you'll drink too, sooner or later, when it's all you've got left. But it was lovely to be able to play with James's script um, in the way that I've done today and just be allowed to let loose with it. And I think, you know, the story is still clear and it was silly and fun in bits and, and parts of it but you know again there's a there's um there's a strong message in it right then it's beautiful beautiful and if you want to catch up with torchwood and smashed and order it and listen to it listen to the trailer all that malarkey well all you have to do is go to the bigfinish.com website go to the little search pane thing yeah you know type in smashed Bet you find it. Bet you will. Time now for listeners' emails. Bigly boo, bigly bay. I love an email every day. Um, don't know what that means. I like it. And if you want to email us, it's very simple. You just send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. The word podcast at 
bigfinish.com. First up, this one from Edward Langley. Hi, Nick and Benji. Hope you and all the amazing team at Big Finish are doing well. It's been a while since I last dropped an email in, but I have listened and re-listened to some amazing stories that you've released over the last few months, which have left me ravenous for more. Ravenous 3 has indeed been a delight highlight of 2019 so far, and Ravenous 4, Ravenous? Ravenous 4 only looks up the awesome giving us four masters that Big Finish have created some of the most memorable stories for in the history of Doctor Who, particularly for both Jeffrey Beavers and Derek Jacobi. That being said, it also fills me with joy whenever there is an announcement that there is a master story on the horizon. As a character, the master is just so compelling and there is so much that can be done with the various incarnations. If anyone hasn't listened to it, listen to the main range story 49 master and you'll mm. know what i mean or even listen to the multi-master trilogy with alex mcqueen and jeffrey beavers 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 is masterfully epic i do apologize my my vernacular today is uh, somewhat not underperforming um speaking of which i saw the announcement of war master anti-genesis uh, when it was released a few weeks back. And whilst it is one of my most anticipated releases to round off the year, I really hope that this isn't the last we see of this character. Derek Jacobi has made the role his own, and it would be a great shame if this were to be his last outing with Big Finish. I've also listened to the Third Doctor Volume 5 and the Tenth Doctor Volume 3. Wow both of which have been a joy to listen to. And given the announcement that Freema Adjaman is uh, finally joining Big Finish, I'm just left wondering, will Martha, after 10 plus years, have another outing with the Doctor? Hmm, who knows, winky face. Knows? All the who best, knows? Ed Langley, sent from Space 1999. <laughs> I loved his Space dot 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 1999. <laughs> Um, oh yes well with regards to uh, Freema who knows and with regards to Derek Jacobi um, certainly want to do more here's one from James Cross dear Nick and Benji first off if you're looking for background noises for the podcast you very much need to add in some Muzak versions of iconic tracks from the series you're talking about we all want an even weirder version of Chromophone Band from the Macra Terror. <laughs> now, whilst this might be hard to do uh, week to week, I suggest Nick and Benji try and do it a cappella, which Benji's already doing. Might just scare the birds and the cats and dogs, etc., away from the podcast, which other listeners didn't seem to like. I, d I wasn't really seriously suggesting the birds. The thing about the chromophone band is that um, on my old phone, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really have like music tracks on there anymore. But whenever I used to put it on shuffle, um, you know, I'd be listening to lots of great music. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it, especially if I was like with friends and entertaining or something, suddenly you hear this. Nobody yes, well, understands it. It's just that one happened of those things. With, with us in the car, in the van, going to Big Finish Day. That, that popped out at one point. Um, Always the way. James carries on. Being a bit cheeky, just going to ask when and if Short Trips Rarities is going to come back. Been mm. making my way through Who via the iSpider guide. What's the iSpider guide? 
I don't know, but I like the name of it. And hit the Piltdown Men. <laughs> oh, that's a particular story. And looking at the following and checking the Big Finish website daily is driving me bananas. Appearance of Second Doctor in The Glass Princess. Blue Road Dance. ST Transmissions. The Piltdown Men Short Trip Bonus. Hmm. Uh, it's been five years more than prime material for the rarities range exclamation mark not quite sure what that um, sentence means so please 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 revive that range I for one loved it and I'm sure a lot of others did too looking forward to hearing you next week James Cross thank you James um, I don't know about short trips rarities uh, hmm. I'll look into that thank you and finally this one here from an old favourite Anthony Zahetna um, Dear Nick and Jamie Jamie? I'm not Jamie, I'm Benji Jamie? No! Oh no <laughs> um, No, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually the other Jamie from the mind robber with the different face Oh um, yes, yes. That, That's me, yeah Hamish Wilson Hamish Wilson, that's Yes, that's me um, I was wondering if you could talk about Sheila Stiefel in your podcast, please She recently died on the 23rd of August 2019 and was mostly known as a comedy actress she also starred in such dramas as Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD as one of the woman betrayers in The Cottage. Yeah. Although they, used, they used to chill me to my core, they did. Um, Quite a Mass in the Pit, uh, the film, uh, which she described to me as muddy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Big Finish's Dark Shadows audio dramas, particularly as the lead in The Lucifer Gambit. Born in South Africa and once married to Harry Corbett, she didn't suffer falls and often came across as a little bit prickly. Her autobiography, When Harry Met Sheila, was published in 2010 with a follow-up of exercise stories entitled Bastards in 2012. Uh, she was 84. Thanks, she shouldn't be forgotten, Anthony. No, she shouldn't be forgotten. Uh, she's one of my favourite performers. She was also one of the ghosts in The Ghosts of Motley Hall. Oh, blimey, yeah. She was amazing in that. That's a great, great show, that was. Yes, a really uh, underrated and unfairly pigeonholed actor, I thought. And, and that business about her not suffering fools gladly... Uh, that sort of rings a bell with me. I never spoke to her. I saw her a couple of times. I saw her at a convention and she had such a steely look on her face. I really wanted to talk to her and tell her how much I admired her. But she, the look on her face said that she was going to say, get out of my way, <laughs> you fool. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure, you know, people sometimes think I look a bit gruff when I'm just actually thinking, I wonder where the toilet is or something <laughs> like that. That's normally what I'm thinking. Um, yes, absolutely. Harry, was she married to Harry Corbett and Sooty Harry Corbett or Harry H. Corbett? Shall I have a look? The actor. I think we should check on that. I hope it's Harry Corbett as in Sooty Sweet Sue <laughs> and Ram's Bottom the Snake. Um, but when I was at the Edinburgh Fringe years and years and millions it of was years ago, Harry H. Corbett. I thought it might be somehow. <laughs> That's of more significance. It's yes, yes. Goodness, um, I saw her do a one-woman show, which was absolutely flipping brilliant. And the funniest joke in it—it's a, a bit too rude for me to quote here. But let's. Uh, she did lots of impersonation, lots of characterizations of strange, uptight women. 
and it's a woman talking about the giving the vicar a lift in her car and her car was a Volvo and the lady let me put it this way the lady mispronounced Volvo <laughs> so that it sounded not dissimilar to a part of a woman's anatomy <laughs> so then coupled with the sentence and the vicar can come in my well, oh anyway, goodness! Child, oh it goodness! Just, it completely <laughs> brought the house down. Anyway, I I don't know how. I just, yes, sorry if I offended anyone with that. I hopefully I was vague enough about it for it not to be too offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing actually, but it was hilarious. And I know that Davey Darlington, who does so much great work for Big Finish and has done over the years, and, and you know, with Dark Shadows more recently, you know, it, it's because of his connection with her that I think he probably worked with her in other circumstances that he got her in to do the Dark Shadows as well. So, um, yeah, I think we should have a listen to the uh, trailer for the Lucifer Gambit. Hello? Yes, I'm sorry to call at such an hour, but I'm looking for Professor T. Elliot Stokes. He gave me this number. He's not here. I'm a student of his, Amy Jennings. Do you believe in evil, Miss Jennings? Dark Shadows. The Lucifer Gambit. I don't suppose you know anything about Dominic and Isabel Randall. Oh yeah, everyone does. She was the witch of Wall Street. Used to be Isabel Cunningham. You heard she died, yeah? People do. <coughs> Miss Jennings. <coughs> Who's there? It's all right, Miss Jennings. It's me, Dominic Randall. <coughs> that thing out there is your wife? Yes, or what's left of her. What's happening? What is she? A dark soul, apparently. Evil made manifest through pure, undiluted hatred. Hatred for me, I'm afraid. I'll find you wherever you go, Dominic, and when I do, I'll send you both to hell. Who are you, Amy Jennings? Open your soul to me. I see a man in your life. Someone you care for more than anything in the world, but not a lover. Get out of my head! And a name. Chris Jennings. What kind of demon is he? He's not a demon! Pardon my asking, Miss Jennings, but did the authorities ever find out what happened to your brother? I don't know. I couldn't take it in. I just had to get away, so I ran. I left Sabrina. Just left her there, and I ran, and I guess... I guess I've been running ever since. Keep running, little girl. You can't hide for long, and when I find you, I'll make you burn. <laughs> Amy. Oh, my God. Amy. Sabrina? There you are, the Lucifer Gambit, available at uh, bigfinish.com just type Lucifer Gambit into the uh, the you know little, little he's doing the pain. little magnifying glass <laughs> that thing that thing there that's what you should do hmm. anyway uh, that's it for the emails keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com more next time it says on my script 
Tom Baker Interviews Highlights Package. And that's exactly what it is. Um, because every time we uh, go to... Oh, sorry, my wife has just <laughs> texted me something about lunch. What's it say? Benners or curry? Curry man. Who's the curry man? <laughs> oh, oh, there's a stall. Anyway, um, every time we go and do a Tom Baker story, we always interview him. Um, you know, uh, and he always has entertaining words to say. And so here's a selection of some of the most recent things he said to us. Life in the TARDIS isn't for everyone, but you decide. That switch starts the takeoff sequence. Think it over. And if you think you might want to come with me... Welcome aboard, officer. Tom Baker playing the doctor. Maybe you need a trained investigator to help. Oh, I've changed the new companion, taking to it like, as I say, a duck to water. <laughs> she adores this show, doesn't she? And she is so clever, absolutely so clever, yeah. And the thing is, she, uh, you know, uh, it's, such a, it's such a good contrast, isn't it, the way she, she, the way she works. She's a very, very, very talented actress. I mean, all the girls are good. She is ecstatic, isn't she? She's delighted. And she was amazed, you know, that uh, I didn't know, you see. Was, I didn't, you hadn't consulted me. And so they said, so she said, and then David phoned me up and gave me the news. So she said, you, he must have asked you. I said, he did not. <laughs> She's an extremely intelligent and intuitive, uh, as well as intuitive actress, isn't it? And she's brave as well. She has a good, and it was swift. There was a, a discussion this morning about what accents she would have or whatever it was. And she is so absolutely pliable, you know? She just absorbs ideas and has a go. She's wonderful. You never hear a bad word about her. Everyone loves working with her, don't they? Everyone. Oh, she, and then and we hear stories. She's so funny. She can be a stand-up comedian as well and reads a lot. Uh, marvellous girl. Absolutely marvellous. We've worked with him before, of course, and uh, he's very knowledgeable. But today, we had time to talk to Andrew, which we normally don't. And they were fascinated by his tales of, the, of being in the, you know, the anti-terrorist squad. It were, you know... And he was telling us about uh, his adventures and, and uh, we were absolutely captivated. And it's quite interesting that then when we went in to start recording, of course, that confidence, that uh, delight that he took in talking to the actors came over and he was chipping in with good little snippets of advice for Nick or listening to our little suggestions for changes. Yes, I think he enjoyed himself today. Tom Baker here. I've just conquered or helped to conquer the drash aches. I'm not going to tell you all the details, but we've got lovely people here and we've had another rip-roaring day with lots of laughter and uh, some tears, I think. Vanessa, remember you're human and humans do terrible things, but at your best, you can control your instincts. Stop hurting others. Stop killing. Yes, I'm human. Well, the thing is, about the miracle of, of what we do and about the, also the, being the people here like Dan playing, playing drashes and everything is the speed at which actors can actually think themselves into creatures that didn't exist two weeks ago. Actually, the drashings, of course, have got a, a, a line right back to long ago, haven't they? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic that he doesn't damage himself doing all those noises. Amazing. Like John Culshaw, he can control his larynx 
but it was a terrific fun, yeah, with the variation of the screaming and the idea of the of, of the of the creatures being um, being possessed by the malevolent evil of just you know killing and eating and wrecking. And then I would give away the lovely turn in the end of how I solved solved it and changed things, and we won. That was a landing. Piloting through time and space isn't quite the same as double parking a squad car in Tooting, Officer Kelso. You don't know what went wrong, do you? She has a, a marvellous intuition, an absolute knack of getting the reality of it, however preposterous, in, in one go. And, of course, even when she's just talking at a lunch break or whatever, she has us all in convulsions with her expertise. But it's all heartfelt. Clever as it is, it's not facile. It's not, it, it's not slight. It's really very, very serious, isn't it? And she goes from that into yells of laughter. Yeah, she's, she's doing a wonderful job. People don't always realise we're all, all in separate booths and everything. In that last scene we would all have seen before, the, the antepenultimate scene, it's absolutely incredible when nine people are locked in onto, onto a script, waiting brilliantly on, on, Dan, on Dan's crazy, terrifying voices and then coming in with degrees of panic and optimism and regret. Yeah, lovely, lovely. That's another happy day. He's a complete delight, and it's just terribly exciting, and I want a recording. Can I have a copy? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is it here? I am about right. Just with Fenella, just for the minute. Of course, of course, yes, I'll, I'll pack my bags. Thank you. <laughs> Could you Ready? Introduce yeah. yourself, please. <laughs> Tom Baker and... Jane Slavin. Oh, is that how you say it? <laughs> it is, yeah. I know I've been calling you Slavin for years. You're the only one I don't mind. Oh, right. You I could see. call me anything. <laughs> Darling. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some fun on this one. Yeah, we have laughed a lot, haven't we? Yeah. I love Finty. Do you like and Finty? we've had Lord Byron in it and his yeah. daughter, Ada. Yeah. And be showing off one or two references to Byron's poetry, yes. And we won again. I never get tired of winning. Bye-bye, Byron! Which way? This way. No, this way. Stand well back, Anne. It's not us they want, not now that they have their real quarry. We've done lots of uh, different characters, but now, of course, she's my assistant, aren't you, darling? Yes, I am. And I, I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love it. And I feel no sense of betrayal. That's the wonderful thing in the imagination. We suddenly then absorb a new character, which I embrace absolutely, and never mention previous ones. It all starts with every new adventure. Which uh, is why you can do it again and again and again with each, yeah. you know, you can go back and have Louise and Lala and you can do, you can do, well, you can do anyone. Mm. Well, that's why it's lasted so long. Maybe, no, I can't dance anymore. Yeah, you can. No, I'm not. I can shuffle. This is the planet Kemble. Kemble. And I, of course, am Mavic Chen, guardian of the solar system. You're not, you know. You are intruders here and will face the full penalty of law. But we'd like a room. Tom Baker. Would we? Of course we would. It sounds lovely. My responsibility is, is only my bits, isn't it? And as I get the best bits, it just sounds as if I'm bragging all the time, you know, because I told you before, this, these, these scripts are the high point of my entire life. But, uh, and in this one, we've, so over two days, we've, we've had marvellous people here, you know, like, obviously, John Culshaw, Jane Slavin, John Shrapnel, and... Um, and there's this wonderful 
enjoyment of the thing without without standards being sacrificed. There's a lot of laughter, which doesn't damage the quality of the work. At least I don't think so anyway. And anyway, I like the way we work here because, you know, we work in isolation, although we're all in the same studio and we have lunches together and coffee together, where in fact everyone works in absolute isolation and you're able to concentrate entirely on your... You don't see anybody. And when you're doing voice acting, that can be a great help because you're not intimidated by someone rolling her eyes or someone sighing or shifting slightly when you're all around one microphone. I find this an easy way to concentrate absolutely, which explains to some extent the lovely quality of the work here. Junk culture, of course, is so vastly experienced, also a marvelous companion. I love it when, you know, I'm always first here. Um, and, and then the door opens and the next one comes in and the next one comes in and you see people are happier and happier and then suddenly John comes in and because of that last one, which I don't remember, which it was so marvellous. In fact, we, we exchanged emails about it. Um, and in this one, we got the all-powerful John Shrapnel with his great classical background and that wonderful commanding voice there, really powerful coupled with a, an endearing personality. He's a darling man, isn't he? And of course he knows everybody all those years at the RSC and in the West End. I worked with him on, in 1970 on Nicholas Alexander where he met his, uh, his wife Francesca. And they're still together and happy and grown up fine. One of his sons is an actor, Lex, I think, yes. We have great times here, you know, great times. And you can see at the photo sessions here, can't you, the, the way they bond at this. It's a fantastic achievement, this good nature and energy and lack of starriness, people wanting to accommodate each other, get the best out of it. I love it here. OK, time now for the Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you 25% discount on a randomly selected bit finish release. Cue the music. It's 158 Doctor Who Wirren Isle. A Wirren Isle? Yeah, Colin Baker and Lisa Greenwood. Wirren Isle I remember William it well. Gallagher. Yes, I, I directed this. I thought and, you might uh, have your pause on it. It's a Wirren story, so well, I'm thinking as a, as a man who likes the arc in space. Yes, and this was uh, Alan Barnes, the script editor, commissioned this. This is part of a, a trilogy featuring Lisa Greenwood as Flip, uh, and I was directing these ones. Oh, dear. It's the year 16127. That's a long way off, isn't it? Good year. Anyway, let's, year. <laughs> let's hear the trailer. Pioneers of Nervous City and our new Earth. We're here. Fantastic. It's brilliant, Dad. As Nervous City strains to provide shelter and food to our population. This is Flip and the Doctor. And you'll find we're charming company when you're not pointing guns at us, that is. Nervous City has reluctantly made transmats one way only. You really don't know anything, do you? Just travelling through. I'm afraid this isn't food. Nonsense. It's perfectly good and natural. I'm serious. It's Wirren mucus. Can I come home now? I've been good. I promise. I thank you for the sacrifices I know you will continue to make. You don't think I can leave anyone else to die in the loch, do you? Anyone else? What do you mean? Doctor? Don't worry. I'm on my way. Who's transmatting in now? 
meet my new family. Help me, Doctor! They're just everywhere! How? Where can we go when there are no pads? Nowhere. The pads are everywhere. Everywhere. We're finished. Now the city is finished. Mankind is finished. So many brilliant memories of directing that. And, uh, yeah, lovely script by William Gallagher. And I really like that cover. It's gorgeous, who, isn't it? Who did that? Simon Hollab. Need one. Say more. There's a lovely bit, and it's illustrated on the, the cover, where, where Flip has to really step up and be brave and go on a hang glider um, uh, mission all on her own. And it's so beautifully played by Lisa. This may be the actual production where I gave her a note about something and she said, I don't get it. <laughs> and no matter what I said to her, she said, I don't get it. Luckily, that's become quite a joke between Lisa and I. Although maybe one of us is crying on the inside. <laughs> anyway, would you like to explain how they get the 25% off, Benji? Yeah, I would love to. It's very simple. <laughs> and that job to you. Well, why not? Eh? It's very simple. All you need to do is go onto the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com, go to the podcasts page. Yeah, you know the one. And you'll come on to, it says, latest podcast from Big Finish. All you need to do is click the read more button. Go down there, you see, and in the blurb as they call it in human terms um it should say uh, a little had a little thing about the 25 percent reduction on a selected release all you need to do is to click here and the here button is highlighted and then enter the code back up and what it will do it will give you 25 percent discount on the uh the story selected so there you go so um it's actually time to say goodbye oh is goodbye. it really oh, yeah well, in that case then i will oblige and say goodbye very obliging it's very obliging <laughs> and while we're away why not treat yourself to the first 15 minutes of the paternoster gang heritage 2 um you go to uh, the big finish site and type in paternoster and you'll you'll get it you'll find it there Whew, yes Much obliged. Excellent. I have a tale to tell you, my friend, and I can assure you it will be a tale like no other. It will chill you. It will thrill you. Let us hope the shock does not kill you. <laughs> but let it not be said that Thomas Karnaki doesn't know how to treat his guests. Scare them witless. Come in! Come in! Let us begin!
And so, we have fed our bodies. Let us now look to feeding our minds. As promised, I have a story for you. A wild and implausible tale that will, I guarantee, shake you to your very core. But my dear Karnaki, you might say, how could it possibly be more terrifying than the business of the shuttered pig? Or the baffling case of the lemon and the oyster? I assure you, my friends, once you have begun to understand the madness that lay at the heart of the affair of the screaming ceiling, you will question me no more. Yes, the screaming ceiling. A thing of plaster and brick and cement, and yet alive, perhaps. It all began 500 miles to the north. Creighton Holt, a lonely little stretch of platform in the Scottish Highlands. A place that has seen better days, perhaps. A place wounded by time and the march of industry. The walls are bandaged by peeling posters for hot chocolate and meat in cans. Weather that draped itself over your shoulders like a drunk at a wedding weighing you down and making you wish you were anywhere but there. Creighton itself, a collection of cottages huddled, rather self-consciously, beneath moss-infested thatch. A whiskey distillery sighs sweet smoke into a dark and gloomy sky. A public house, the Bonnie Prince, offers the faintest glow of a hearth and some hope of welcome. Hello! I say, hello, is anyone here? Though I'm not in Creighton to stay, my business lies a mile or so outside the small village, and I was relieved to note the presence of a driver, sent there by a grateful client, only too happy to help with my equipment. Hello! Unbelievable. They can't even be bothered to lay on a coach. I wouldn't be ignored like this anywhere south of Newcastle. <sighs> Arriving at Castle Creighton, I was immediately struck by the looming, gothic awfulness of the place. It towered into a bruised sky, as if wanting to slit open the clouds with its towers and let celestial viscera rain down onto the desolate moorland all around. Come on, come on. Or the next ghost haunting this horrible pile of angry stones will be me. Yes. Oh, Thomas Karnacki, here to see the laird. I wasn't told to expect visitors. Oh, and yet, here I am. So let me in. Oh, oh, for goodness sake. Naturally, my greeting at Castle Creighton was effusive. My reputation, while still fresh, 
has extended far and wide. These people lived in terror, days and nights riven with sights no mortal should be forced to endure. They prayed with all their hearts that my presence would release them from their torment. I say, open the door! I've come all the way from London, and I demand to see your spooks! The door was opened by a man-shaped splodge of turned porridge in a threadbare woolen suit. Hello. Why are you stood screaming at my front door? I was hoping it would open. Any particular reason why it would? I'm an invited guest. You're not, you know. And how would you know, you uppity bit of buttle? I demand you inquire with your master. I have no master excluding perhaps that of the Almighty. I'm John Campbell, the Laird of Castle Creighton, and I didn't invite you. You're... Ah, so sorry. It's been a very long day, and I mistook your delightful, no doubt antique, jacket for the clothing of a... uh, of a... You did invite me, you know. Thomas Karnacki, ghost finder. You were having problems of a supernatural nature. You're Karnacki. I made it quite clear that you weren't to come. The whole business was an idea of my beloved's, and, well, sorry to be so blunt, she hired someone else. Someone else? But I'm unparalleled in this field of research. She asked around, and to be honest, most people hadn't heard of you. I mean, don't be disheartened, lad. You're a young fellow, I'm sure. But you can't send me away. Please. (sighs) You would certainly struggle to find a train back to London before tomorrow. And you've clearly fallen foul of the weather. Ever so foul. (sighs) Fine. You can stay the night. But it would have to be on the understanding that you're only a guest. The work my wife wished you to undertake is in the hands of another. But of course. But of course. (laughs) That said, I'm sure they would welcome my experience. And, of course, under the circumstances, I wouldn't dream of presenting you with a bill. (laughs) Unless the removal of the problem were due to my specific undeniable actions. (laughs) Most inhospitable day. Such a heavy case. Hey-ho! What on earth do you have in that thing? Uh, How wonderful that you ask. It is, quite simply, the finest, most modern collection of ghost-finding equipment you will ever see. Behold. Fascinating. Some sort of an air stirrer? The vapours this ethereal whisk disturbs are far more unearthly in nature. It stimulates the etheric mists. Oh, aye. Sounds useful. It's heaven sent should you wish to attract the attention of the spirits. Five minutes of ethereal whisking and you'll be swamped with spectral presences. 
And why would you want that? I'm sorry? Well, and mark you, I'm by no means sure I even believe in ghosts. But if I did, are you not usually employed to dispose of them rather than encourage them? Ah, well, you don't catch a mouse without first availing yourself of a morsel of cheese. Ah, and this is ghost cheese, is it? I was speaking entirely metaphorically. First one must lure the spirit, then one can dispose of it. I see. And how does one do that? Lure the spirit? Dispose of it. Well, that is a very complex business and not something I like to discuss with amateurs. It tends to disturb them. Well, if I were to be hiring you, and as previously discussed, I'm not, it's certainly something I'd want to know. Trade secret, I'm afraid. Most alarming. Entirely confidential. Only discussed amongst professionals. How fascinating. We must discuss it at the first available opportunity. As for your case of toys, I'm sure they're terribly useful. I've lost count of the times a gadget has turned around an entirely dull day. A uh, gadget, madam? I'm not familiar with the expression. Then I recommend you spend more time with sailors. Um, I shall endeavour to widen my nautical associations. Uh, Lady Campbell, I presume? No. No. My wife is... Well, she's... Um... Oh, she's somewhere. One tends to lose one's cherished in this place. It's entirely too large. Oh, she is currently on the first floor discussing the recent troubles with my colleagues, Jenny and Strax. I am Madame Vastra. Pleased to meet you. Madame Vastra, consulting detective and specialist, like myself, in the occult. I had long meant to make her acquaintance sure that we would have a great deal in common. To meet her face to face, I was struck, though I am relieved to note invisibly so, by the scaled, somewhat diseased state of her skin. I say, you have... Uh, you have... Dazzling wit, ferocious intelligence, fabulously forgiving nature when it comes to extreme rudeness on the part of ignorant young men. Really made a name for yourself in the capital. That was what I was going to say. Uh, your reputation precedes you. Does it indeed? How impatient of it. And who might you be? Thomas Carnacki. No doubt you've heard of me. Um, I have of late proven quite the adept when it comes to supernatural investigation. I'm afraid the name isn't familiar. The Affair of the Speckled Badger? The case of the Furious Night Watchman? Sorry, no. I wrote the cases up. They were featured in Armchair Adventures, the thrilling bi-monthly picture paper. My bedside table has sadly never been graced by a copy. Oh, I'm beginning to think old Dodson is right. Get him to do it. At least he knows a few decent publishers. If you'll excuse me, I have matters to attend to. I'll have the housekeeper, Dorothy, prepare you a room, Mr. Karnacki. Though I'm afraid she's our only servant and is rather too frail to help you with your trunk. I understand. 
Times are not what they once were for the aristocracy. An acquaintance of mine, who shall remain nameless, but is in fact an earl by birth, has recently been forced to find employment, an actual job. His ancestors must be spinning in their family tomb. Then perhaps he will hire you to calm them. If you'll excuse me, I should return to my colleagues. From what I understand, the room tends to be at its most active at night. And we only have a few hours to prepare. Ah, um... Oh! Oh, excellent, yes. Best get cracking. Oh, well, as I say, this is my field too, so I imagine you'd be happy of the assistance. Not really. You are being pursued by a child with a box. Shall I snap its neck? Uh, that won't be necessary. Who is it? The Campbells didn't mention other visitors. It will have seen Madame Vastra and latched on. That is what children do. I have often had to beat away hordes of them as I walk down the street. When will the government eradicate these pests? Well, no more so than any of you. His name is Karnaki. He claims to be an expert in ghosts. Yeah, well, let him look elsewhere then. We found this one. Which is mad, but there you go. Hello. I don't suppose any of you might be able to assist me with my... Oh, hello. Uh, what a big head you have. Oh, uh, did I just say that out loud? Sorry. I'm having a rather stressful day. I presume I am now allowed to kill the annoying child? The lair's housekeeper will never forgive you if you stay in the carpet. Strax, Jenny, meet Thomas Karnacki. Ghost hunter. Uh, finder. Ghost finder. Such confidence. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Go on. Yes. Go on. Yes. Go on. I will. I will obey. Good. Go on. Yes. Obey. Obey. <laughs> obey. 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 Watch. Go on for hours. This couldn't. <laughs> Go on. Do it. Go on. <laughs> Tally ho. Bye bye. Yes. I can't believe it. What? It's Santa Claus. What? Oh, yes. So it is. Red coat, boots. What does this mean? It means someone's killed Father Christmas. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Blood on Santa's Claw and other stories. So, there it is. We give you a chance to fully interact with your children at any age. Toddler, preschool, teenager. Where I come from, we call them designer babies. Well, exactly. Why worry about arguing with your offspring in future years when you can choose a more agreeable child? There! Stop, accursed villains! Damn it. We're cornered. And this gun can't punch through solid rock. Any ideas? Um, give ourselves up? Would you like a nibble? No, thank you. Would you like a nibble? No, thanks. How about now? I, I said no. I thought you might have changed your mind. <laughs>
And you are? I am the Lord. Really? And what are you the Lord of? Practically nothing. How extremely interesting. Lord of nothing? Practically nothing. Big Finish. We love stories. Stories.